Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Something With Tea podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, it's uh, Charlotte as well. I'm your other host. And welcome to episode eight. Woo! Episode eight. How on earth have we managed to get eight episodes? I don't know. This one's going to be a bit late because we're supposed to release it on Tuesday. I don't think it will be ready by Tuesday. I think it'll probably be more like Thursday this week, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's a pandemic. Everyone's schedule's gone to gone to crap, so we're allowed. Yes, and we're not professionals. We don't have lots of people helping us. It's just us. <laughs> And we're doing it from a great distance. We are. How, how are you feeling so. this week, Steph? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm going a bit stir crazy, not going to lie. My highlight of my week so far has been going to Lidl. Lidl. So. Did you buy anything? But anything particularly special you can buy in Lidl that you can't buy anywhere else? Chocolate? No, it's just cheaper. <laughs> it's just cheaper and a lot of their stuff doesn't come in packaging, oh, that's nice. which I like. You're not a big chocolate fan, yeah. if I remember correctly. You don't want a particularly sweet tooth. I don't have a sweet tooth. I like chocolates, but I get to a point with chocolate where I uh, no more. But I don't really like anything else sweet. Well, I've been on a bit of a chocolate binge this last Ooh. week. I think my stra- coping strategy has been chocolate. <laughs> I mean, it's a solid strategy. <laughs> But luckily, I like good quality chocolate mm. and I was being kind of good quotation marks um, and mm. only eating dark chocolate, which has got a lot less sugar in it and a lot more yeah. chocolate bang for your buck. Yeah, I like dark um, chocolate. But I um, weakened a couple of days ago because mm. I was so desperate for chocolate that I sold out and bought a box of those red chocolate balls that come oh, in the lin- wrappers. Oh, like the Lindor. Yeah. The, oh, they're got so good. Melty kind of centres. And I must have eaten three quarters of a box in one session. Oh, I don't blame you. Because I needed the sugar support, which is not good, but it's okay. Yeah. I'm very aware that chocolate is not ethical. No. In general, most of the chocolate we buy is not ethical. Even if it says fair trade on it, it's dubious. Yeah. Even the big companies are using chocolate that might be fair trade, but the farm owners are using perhaps child labour to help them farm and those children in dangerous situations could lose limbs from macheteing down the cocoa beans. Yeah. So I have been trying to eat ethical chocolate from a company called Tony's Chocomole because they advertise their chocolate as trying to create a chocolate revolution so that all chocolate will be slavery-free and child labour free yeah because big chocolate giants like nestle and cabris and hershey's i think hershey's own cabris now mm-hmm. made a pledge 20 or 30 years ago that yeah, they, they would do. get all their chocolate to be slavery free by 2017 or something and that date came and went mm. and they still haven't done it so that's really bad when you think that most chocolate being consumed in the world is causing still oppression and slavery that's awful If I'm going to eat the stuff and I'm going to abuse it, (laughs) at least I can be semi-feeling angelic by the fact that I'm at least buying slavery-free chocolate. And that's one thing that I can do that's not so bad, except for I cracked and bought the Lindor chocolate, which I have no idea about the status of that chocolate, but I'm assuming that it isn't as ethical as the Tony's Chocomole chocolate. So it was a real moment of weakness. It was the night before Jochanan, my late husband, passed away on the 1st of February last oh. year. So that was yesterday. Gosh, has it been a year already? 
been a year, so it was the 31st of January and I was feeling very fragile. I was like, I need chocolate. We stopped at a shop to post something actually and all they had was crap chocolate. So I, I caved and I bought crap chocolate to support myself. I was like, oh, I just need some the sugar. Give me yeah, sugar. Yeah, no, you, you absolutely did have chocolate like, at that point. I did, but now I feel guilty. But so please, everybody, look into Tony's Chocomole. If one or two more people start eating slavery-free chocolate because they've heard this, I feel vindicated from my moment of weakness on Sunday night. So yes, look into Tony's Chocomole, Chocolate Revolution, and see if you feel like supporting that brand. The other brands that I do support for chocolate, I bought myself a chocolate advent calendar from them a vegan chocolate advent calendar Tony's Chocomole sells dark chocolate that's vegan friendly but isn't stamped by the vegan society because they make milk products in the factory yeah. from um, Chococo which is a Dorset company mm. that uses ethical chocolate from single source suppliers and I've just ordered myself some Valentine's chocolates from Ooh, there too very nice <laughs> very nice too because I've decided that if no one else is going to give me a Valentine's gift and they might do I've no idea I might receive Valentine's gifts. <laughs> yeah. But if not, I'm giving myself a Valentine's gift. Good for you. So, I think we should all do that. Thank <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're all going to still be in lockdown over Valentine's Day. So it's going to be awful. <laughs> we're going to be in lockdown forever. We are. July, I think. We are. That's what I heard. It just gets longer and longer every single time, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Now, my main strategy is to keep myself and my children mentally happy like you yeah. know healthy you don't have to be happy all the time but you know enjoying our family life at home as much as possible without creating too much stress by watching a the news b worrying too much about homeschooling we just have to keep our mental health as yeah, our priority absolutely i think everyone should be prioritizing that and chocolate oh my god I yeah, need chocolate. A constant supply of chocolate <laughs> see i find my thing that i snack on is cheese cheese it's a bit of a problem but then I, <laughs> I read that there's actually an addictive chemical in cheese and milk oh, okay that 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 makes okay. a lot of sense because I can't stop eating it as a little kid you could give me a chocolate bar and a piece of cheese and I'd choose the cheese yeah every time <laughs> that's fair enough do you like blue cheese or just yellow cheeses what cheeses are your favorites oh, I love camembert I love brie I love red leicester I love smoked cheese mm. I, I just love cheese <laughs> I posted on Instagram something that Lady Bunny posted. Do you know who Lady Bunny is? No, I don't. Lady Bunny is a drag queen who ah, that has figures. been important on the New York drag scene and the world since forever and was very good friends with RuPaul, probably still is, and they do cross-reference each other a lot. Yeah. But Lady Bunny has never been commercially famous in the same way that RuPaul has. But all drag queens have heard of her, of course. And a lot yes. of people who follow drag culture and drag race know of Lady Bunny. So Lady Bunny has an excellent, I think, Instagram account and posts very dry humour, commentary. Really love the account that they have. Yeah. And one of the posts on that account was that if you want to fascinate a woman, give her a piece of cheese. It was part of an old Victorian spell book or, uh, you know, like... Yes, um, yes, I've seen that. Witchcraft spell book. <laughs> And I think you liked that post. Yeah. You were like, yes, that's me. <laughs> As someone whose loves in life are witchcraft and cheese, that speaks the truth. If you want to get a woman, or at least if you want to get me, offer her a small <laughs> piece of cheese and I will be yours. <laughs> There's a cheese company that I saw who do bespoke artisan boxes of cheeses. 
I know what to get you now. Absolutely. Oh gosh, speaking of drag, you know in Paris is Burning, there's Dorian Corey. Yeah. Well, I found out that she had a body in her cupboard for like 20 years and only after her death did they find it. I think I read that too. That is really weird, isn't it? I know, it's fascinating. There was a very particular video that I watched that on. It was this amazing channel. This is going to sound mad, but it's called Ask a Mortician. And for some reason, I don't know why, I have now probably watched about a hundred of her videos in one sitting. It's so interesting. (laughs) The whole time she would have been filming Paris is Burning, she had a body in her cupboard and no one knows why it's there. A body in the cupboard. I've got no bodies in my cupboards. Have you got any bodies in your cupboards? No human ones, to my knowledge. (laughs) Probably got some dead flies or carpet moths. I mean, I collect taxidermy and bones. There's a lot of dead things in my room. Oh, that's true. You do. Yes. That's the other one of your other loves, isn't it? Is the lapidopedry. The lapidopedry. Yeah. Dead butterflies. <laughs> yes, I do love dead butterflies. Taxidermy. <laughs> Is this too soon to let my weirdness show in this podcast? No, it's not too soon, Steph. It's fine. It's fine. I've been looking at them too, though. I really like the butterflies or the moths. And my mum had this atlas moth frame. <gasps> and I've no idea Gorgeous. where it went because they're so beautiful. Giant moths. They are. I really, I really want a sunset moth. A sunset moth. Stunningly gorgeous. And I want one. <laughs> but do you have to get vintage ones or antique ones because the modern ones are endangered? Yeah, absolutely. Some butterflies seem to be quite prolific and you're allowed to catch them, but other ones are not. I would always advocate for getting vintage used specimens <laughs> so me and my partner's tradition that he started because he knows me well every valentine's day he gets me something dead mm-hmm. our first ever valentine's day he got me a vintage taxidermy fruit bat nice bear in mind <laughs> we'd only been together four months at this point and it was the best thing in the entire world oh. and since then everything he gets me is just mm-hmm. dead skulls butterflies all sorts and i know he's got me something because he keeps telling me that he's really worried about the shipping because he was like when you have a weird girlfriend that's into weird things you have to get things from weird places that have really dodgy shipping <laughs> so so he was mm, like interesting i wonder what it is i, I can't wait to find out what it is my theory is it's going to be a butterfly specimen in a dome mm, nice oh did you see that cabinet i sent you the pictures of <gasps> yes it was absolutely stunning and i need it yeah, I post a picture of it on the Instagram account, something with T podcast. It is such a beautiful yes. thing. I was staying in a hotel near Bath called the Pig Near Bath. Really beautiful hotel, really great food. And in their lobby, they had this amazing glass dome filled with butterflies. Absolutely beautiful, really yeah. stunning piece of art I think and sparked my interest yeah. and I spoke to Steph about it she was like I want it steal it for me <laughs> <laughs> one thing I'm really missing in lockdown is being able to go to antique stores mm. because it's literally one of my favorite things in the entire world to do, do. last time when the shops were open I found mm. a dome specimen and it was a little tiny yellow canary and I've never wanted it more in my life and I thought right if I'm still thinking about mm. it in two weeks I'm gonna go back and get it Boom, lockdown. Boom. So <laughs> contact the owner. Maybe they'll sell it to you. The um... owner's always really grumpy. <laughs> oh, well, that's not so much fun then. No. I've been selling stuff on eBay five minutes here and there. I've got some stuff that I need to get rid of. All that glitters is not gold. I have this really beautiful necklace that I picked up in a charity shop for a couple of pounds. 
and I thought, wow, that is beautiful. I'm just having it just because it's beautiful. And it's um, quite a long beaded yeah. necklace. And after looking more at it and looking at other things online, I'm like, this looks like it's amber. Maybe it is amber. I did some basic research and some amber necklaces, like butterscotch, yeah. butterscotch yellow yeah, amber, worth a lot. can be worth hundreds or even more. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool because I only paid a small amount of money for this. And um, yeah. So I did a few tests and so far it tests for amber. Sent a picture to an auctioneer and um, they like, no, not worth yeah. anything. I think they're wrong. It can't be worthless. An amber necklace? You sure it's not like carnelian or something? Something Bakelite like or carnelian? Yeah, hue. well, no, no. I, I'm pretty sure it's amber. I found a Facebook group and it's for antique hunters and jewellery detectives. And they have posts <gasps> on that group to try and un un uncover mysteries about jewellery. People post oh things and say, what's this? I don't know what it is. Can someone help me find out what period it's from? What's yeah. it made of from? And they like have people Ooh. that help. So I joined that I'm group to, to ask if anybody can tell me what they don't value jewelry they don't say oh yes that's valuable but they'll say whether it's amber or not they might say well it can't be amber because x y and z or it should be amber you should definitely get it a second opinion or whatever so that's what I was going to do next no that's a really good idea yeah all the glitters isn't gold I guess I guess it's very easy to find things you think wow that must be valuable and actually it's not and then other things which are seemingly worthless could be very valuable oh, yeah. oh one second more children children so do you have any amber stuff i have a phenomenally massive crystal collection and not gonna lie i probably wouldn't notice any amber because i literally have that many i've been collecting crystals and gemstones since i was about 10 mm -hmm. so now my my collection is just massive and ridiculous oh nice <laughs> I've got um, an old letter drawer for printing press. It's a drawer with loads of little tiny cubes in them where they would store the letters. But instead, I've got it upright on my wall and I've got three gemstones oh. in each of the little sections because otherwise I would be having bowls of crystals everywhere. That's really cool. You can tell Steph doesn't have children. No. <laughs> Although um, I am looking into getting some museum wax so that I can stick everything oh. down. I mean, I have five cats, so things go everywhere. What is museum wax? So it's a wax that museums use, obviously, that you can stick things down, mm. but it doesn't damage the item. I need this in my life. Yeah, Why did right? I never heard of museum wax before? Yeah, and it's it's not that expensive either. It's just a way of adhering everything that's important to you. Right, writing that down. <laughs> because I've got so much stuff. When I move out, half of my stuff is just curios yeah. that I refuse to get rid of. <laughs> I need museum wax in my life. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to check if you've got anything that is amber, if you've got a UV light torch for UV makeup, do you have one still? Do you have one? Uh, uh, I used to. I don't know where Backlight? Blacklight? What do they call them? Backlight yeah, or blacklight? I can never remember which. Yeah, no, You can test lights. for amber by shining a blacklight, UV light on a... on. Amber glows. Amber glows a kind of yellow to red. Oh, that's so cool. The amber would glow. Fluoresce. Ooh. Apparently some diamonds fluoresce as well. That's so cool. I find crystals and gems so interesting. It's like um, labradorite. It looks like nothing, but then you have to put it, up, put it underwater and polish it. And when you do, it has this amazing Ooh. rainbow I didn't of, know that, of colours that's, um, that's iridescent and it shifts and it's, it's beautiful and I love it. Oh, it's just gorgeous. But yeah, it's a joke. I have loads and loads and loads of crystals. I have loads and loads and loads of random dead things. And I have, I counted the other day, I have 69 plants. 
Oh, that's room. a lot of oxygen. Yeah, in my bedroom and my bathroom of varying sizes. Ones that are as tall as me, I'm five foot, to ones that are mm-hmm. maybe an inch. We need photos of this. Yeah. We need to show our listeners because this is really cool. I want to see these <laughs> plants. I want to see a plant that's taller than Steph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I just look like a creepy hoarder. <laughs> If someone walks into my bedroom and they don't know me, they'll think I'm a serial killer. (laughs) Because there's just bones and skulls everywhere. There's random stuff everywhere. Now we're going back to the film Paris is Burning, if you're (laughs) talking about being... Oh my God, yeah. I was going to say, do you remember Boots and Saddle in New York? Oh yes, Boots and Saddle... Like, did it close? It as did, well? which is so sad. For anyone that doesn't know, Boots and Saddles is a well was a amazing drag club in New York, and it's one of the places when Charlotte and I properly became friends. Two days afterwards, we ended up there randomly yeah. during a New York blizzard. Mm-hmm. It was so random, but so good. It was so good because we ended up doing karaoke. We went and ate some pies. We we watched Sweeney Todd. Then we went back. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. We drank far too much. Well, I drank far too much. Steph drank far too much. <laughs> Steph's very petite though, so you got drunk very quickly on very little alcohol. I'm quite big, so I can drink a I lot. I mean, all I'd eaten was a pie. Yes, I have a higher tolerance. Didn't we eat caviar that day as well? No, that was a different day. Was it a different day? We ate caviar on the first day we were there. We were like, okay, it's snowing in New York, we need to go get tattoos, do you remember? Yes, I do, because um, <laughs> if, any, if anyone's seen New York Inc., that shop is obviously in New York, and we were like, oh my God, it's not far from us. Let's try and walk yeah, to look it. Up New York Inc. And go and get tattooed. Yeah. But it wasn't open because it was a blizzard. It wasn't so. open. We still need those tattoos. <laughs> we still need our New York tattoos. Absolutely, we do. Pictures of some of this experience is on our website <laughs> under the about info. Okay. There's a whole gallery of the three days where we properly mm. became friends. Yeah, if you look at the pictures, oh, we, we didn't that. we didn't really know each other before those pictures were taken. So I find that hilarious. Kind of knew each other, but didn't really yeah, know Yeah, like we each weren't other. Yeah, friends. Right. It's funny how that trip was epic. It was weird. It was a weird trip. Very, Very surreal. surreal. If you want to make a new friend, I highly recommend New York. <laughs> Just drag a random person to New York and they'll become one of your best friends. <laughs> yeah. Yay, we had a great time. And then maybe five years after that, you'll start a podcast. <laughs> I can't wait to go back to New York. And I can't wait to go back to New York for your birthday when you when turn, I turn 40, 40 eventually in a million years. <laughs> um, oh God, hang on. How many years? 15. 15 years. It's not that long. It'll, it'll be a flash of an oh, eye. Gosh. <laughs> Right, I better go and feed my children because they are restless and um, we'll say goodbye here. Thank you for listening, everyone, and uh, check out website if you like. Somethingwithtea.com. And then our our Instagram is somethingwithteapodcast. Bye.